Here we go. Do you want to go? Ready? Desarizon, welcome to Desarizon, Sarizon, welcome to Desarizon. I don't know if anyone can see this, but if you're watching, then you notice I'm wearing a cocaine bear t-shirt. Um, I'm very much looking forward to this to this movie. It looks like it's going to be like a return of like slasher films, which I love. Films that don't take themselves too seriously. I don't know if you've noticed, but throughout the, the culture of movies, we're in a time where movies take themselves very seriously. They love the smell of their own farts. It's basically, it's Kate Blanchett's time. You know what I mean? As a, as a, and she's an amazing actress, but she loves the smell of her own farts. It's a Tilda Swinton time. If you could explain it through people, it's Kate Blanchett, Tilda Swinton. So that's why I love this cocaine bear thing, because it's like, let's make fun of it. Let's have fun. Let's not take ourselves too seriously. A bear did a bunch of cocaine. That's the premise of the movie. Um, I love it. Anyway, we're here to do confession session again. I'm very much looking forward to this and hearing what you've got to say. I think we've got some sex explanations from parents, you know, the talk, the birds and the bees, and some poo stuff. Shane, why don't you just let her rip, buddy? What do you what do you got for me? Hey, um, hey. So long story short, I'm not sure if that makes me a terrible person or not. I just wanted to share it with you because I feel guilty about it. So uh, my roommate is a pretty religious person, and she's been really nasty with me. Oh. And I wanted to get my revenge somehow. So uh, as I knew that she's a religious person, mm-hmm. I started, you know, undressing in front of her, and uh, you know, uh, painting naked figures and hanging them on on the walls, or you know putting um, um, alcoholic drinks, bottles of alcoholic drinks in my closet for her to see. She's a Muslim, by the way. And uh, I felt pretty good about it. And now she's been provoked to the extent of moving out. And uh, I was relieved somehow because she kept humiliating me and saying to my other roommates, like, just ignore her, she's nothing, and so on. So, yeah, I feel pretty good about it (laughs) and guilty at the same time. What? Yeah, yeah. I, I tell you what it sounds like. It sounds like a person impersonating an English person. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that's what that accent is. Maybe that was her cover-up. Uh... I'm out there, man. She's incognito. Right, I don't right. understand her story. So she was getting revenge on her mum, who's very religious. No, no, no. Her roommates. Oh, her roommate yeah. is religious, and so she would undress in front of her and put alcoholic beverages in the in the wardrobes right. and draw naked things. Oh yeah, well, draw naked. She would just be naked, like drawn. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, that's interesting. Does it make her a horrible person? No, I think it's kind of genius. It's kind of funny. Yeah, it doesn't make you a terrible person. Uh, it's kind of funny. I don't know. I mean, do you, do you need to get... It's like kind of like poking fun at a nerd, though, is poking fun at a religion, religious person. It's kind of a, a bit of a passive-aggressive way. Of Naked? Like going about, like, getting somebody... Naked passive aggression, though, is... It's odd. I mean, it's... Yeah, yeah. It's I odd. Suppose. She was just making him uncomfortable. It was, it was a little cringy. Him? Making them, them. Them, yeah. It was a she, I imagine. I, I think so. I'm not positive. Like if it was a guy, that would be a bit much. Like, I mean, assuming that he's a straight religious guy who, like, you know, yeah. she's just flapping her flange around. Temptation awaits. <laughs> yeah. Next. 
Um, I was dating this guy I wasn't crazy about, but I had such a good time with his friends and roommates that I didn't want the relationship to end. Mm. I ended up falling for one of the friends and I would be in bed with the guy I was dating. And in the middle of the night, I would sneak out, go to his friend's house a few streets over and, you know, do what I had to do. Um, and then I would sneak back into bed with the guy I was dating and, uh, you know, act like I never left. And oh! never, I never woke up. Yeah, oh, um, enough. And this went on for You are a ter- enough. You're a terrible person. Terrible, terrible, terrible human being. I understand it, though. You know, this is what happens. You start dating someone and then you meet their friend group. You, sh- you, should, you should meet the friend group, then start dating someone because you are, the chances are you're going to be more attracted to somebody else. You know, you meet online maybe and then you meet the friends and you're like, oh, damn it. One of his friends is much more attractive to me. I get it. But yes, you're a terrible person. Terrible person? Terrible person, definitely. Terrible person. Hygienically, too. I just, oh, That's bad. That's bad. It's bad, right? Yeah. Because what happens if, because here's the thing, your boyfriend thought that you, you're a nighttime shitter. You know, you did, needed to poo at night. And so, and he allows you that space. He's like, I'm not going to go and ask if she's okay. I'm just going to let her do her business because she needs to poo at night. You come back into bed and he's like, you know what? I want to get close to her. And then he has, you know, sex with you again. It's very, I mean, no judgment. It's very liberated. It's very 70s hippie. And that's cool. But also hygienically. No. I, I, it's bad. And who knows if the guy that she was going to visit was like with somebody else before too. Maybe he was, yeah, exactly. Anyone. Right. Maybe he was sleeping with his, his girlfriend during the day. These are deep sleeps. Uh, I, oh and man. his girlfriend was sleeping with another guy at night. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. See, if everybody had your standards, the world would be chaos. But I really appreciate that you have those standards. Do you know why? Because it makes for great TV. Thanks for calling in. Next. I just, the part where she said she had to do it. When I woke up and I just had to do what I had to do. (laughs) What do you mean? When she woke up with the boyfriend? She just woke up like to sneak off and was like, I had to do what I had to do. Sometimes lost and passions are strong. It uh, makes me think of of last, uh, last session when you were like, very naughty. That's very... uh, It is very naughty, though. It's a great story. Naughty people make great storytellers. Hit me. Okay, so basically, um, I ruined a guy's life, my ex's life, when I found out he had been cheating on me with his coworker um, last year for, like, several months. I outed him on social media, um, which included... His mom, his um, brother, all his friends, everyone I knew. Um, so it was basically like see, some TMZ shit. Um, anyways, yeah, so I ruined his life um, by, you know, exposing him, exposing the coworker he was with. I told her boyfriend about it. Um <laughs> I I got his neighbors to hate him. I got all these other people to just want to, you know, yeah. Anyways, apparently now he's an alcoholic and he's completely miserable 24-7. And honestly, I'm very happy about it. Wow. My life is great. And I'm very, very proud of myself for doing that. 
Wow, we should. That's enough. We we should really like. We should. I wish it wasn't anonymous in many ways because everybody you know should know who this woman is because it's like. It's like she's happy about ruining someone's life. The joy in her voice when she mentioned that he's an alcoholic who's depressed 24-7 now. It's like, baby, he was figuring it out just like you were figuring it out. You know, no judgment. By the way, I, I don't mean to judge anybody. Like, I love the fact that you're all calling in and telling me this stuff. I'm just giving you my honest opinion. She sounds horrifying, doesn't she? Yeah, both of them. I mean, he cheated, but then to just, like... To take this much joy in sharing the story, it's... Uh, you know, he cheated. That's average level horrible person stuff, yeah, though. Yeah. That's average horrible. Then there's, like, being joyous at the destruction of somebody's life. You know, getting his neighbors to hate him. And then he ends up an alcoholic who's depressed 24-7. And you're happy about it? That's some sociopathic stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know about her. I really... I hope... Keep following me, though, and, and if you have more stories, which I bet you do, you you old so-and-so, call in again. I'd love to hear more. Next. Um, it was a Tuesday, and I was in school, and I really needed to take a shit. So, like any person would do, I went to take a shit. Um, the right. problem was I, the day before I ate so many beans <laughs> that you could feed like a whole elephant with them. <laughs> and I just couldn't stop fighting when I was taking a shit. Like it was, it was unbearable. <laughs> I swear to God. And basically that whole entire bathroom had to be evacuated because of my stinky poo and farts. And I blamed it on the weird kid that was also in the bathroom. Um, and she got bullied for like two years. And she had a nickname. I don't know what it was, though. But, yeah. Um, I don't like beans anymore. <laughs> Who is that person? She's a, she's a star. Like... It's just the general, like, the way that she explains things. Then I did a poo. It did a horrible poo. Or the beans that could fill up an elephant. Enough beans to fill up an elephant. A horrible poo. And poor, poor, you know, Stinky Sandra. I'm assuming that would be her nickname. The poor, like, the poor chick who's already the weird one. Again, then cops it even more. And her life is ruined because she does smelly poos. We all do smelly poos. And you didn't own it. You know, I remember I got I got suspended from school once. I, I, I was really good with a tie. I could flip because I went to a private school, private boys school. So it was all, uh, we had all had ties. And I was amazing at flicking people with it. I was incredible, right? I could kill moths and <laughs> I could kill flies. Like flying through, yeah, bam. And I flicked a kid in the face. I was showing off one day. I was showing everybody what I could do and hitting all this stuff. And then I hit this kid in the face and he started crying and it was oh. terrible. <laughs> and I go, oh, and he hadn't looked to see if it was me yet. And I was like, oh, Dane, mm. and blamed it on my friend. Of course. So the next morning, the principal comes and gets Dane because he thinks that Dane did it because the kid told him that Dane did it. And then they figured out it was me and I got suspended. You didn't step up? No, I... I, I all right, all right. I, I, I just joked, oh, Dane. Right, right, right. To, like, 
you know, course. anyway, and I, I end up copying it. But yeah, um, that's a really, I, I, that, that, that story is like great only because of how she told it. I want to see it animated. Right. Her voice. <laughs> that's a great idea, like, actually. So no, I, I don't want to see it animated so much as I want that person, whoever she is, to be a star. She's a star. We're calling out to you. Yeah. Let's get her, in, let's get her to Hollywood, CAA, hook it up. Was there, uh, did you ever have a moment getting, getting caught? Cheating? Just, just ripping one or shitting one in school? <laughs> no. And, and that's the thing about, I think, well, I went to an all boys school, as I mentioned. Mm. And, and, you know, you don't really like, like, it's not a shame. You're not ashamed to do stinky farts or yeah. poos. It's like you do, when you poo, it stinks, right? Everyone knows. I, I remember uh, in, in my, uh, my history class, Miss Voboda's class, my freshman year, just keistering like the worst fart ever and it, i was what's keistering <laughs> well, kind of um you know i forget what you were, were keistering you as in you but do like it just holding it in, oh you're holding you know? it in yeah and, uh, and and then i got selected and it was my turn to read and while i was reading uh. just like ripping one off the perfect yes acoustics of the chair because they're just like mm. plastic yes. and built for it just reverberating and, yeah yeah and then just laughing till my face was red and everyone laughing along with me, proceeding to read farting again. Wow. <laughs> I think if you get caught in this kind of situation, just lean into it. Just go. Yeah, but it's, I mean, she's clearly, a, that's a chick and she did not feel that way. I mean, we also have to consider how bad of a poo it was that oh, everybody found out gone. about it. Yeah. Every, it was evacuated apparently, but everybody found out about it and she blamed it on someone else. That's like an iconic poo. Oh. Iconically bad. See, there's no shame at your school, but there's shame at hers, clearly. Okay, so I was at a club and crucial parts of the story, I'd just broken up with my ex-boyfriend who I was seeing for the first time since we'd broken up. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I like, I wanted to have some MD. I wanted to have a cap and it was... I was a fiend for it. That MDMA. Very MDMA. Anyway, mm -hmm. sometimes MD, it makes you want to poo. Yeah. Okay. And I was at this club in, um, actually, I don't want to say the city because it's going to call me out, <laughs> but I was at a club and there were gender neutral bathrooms and I had, like, I was waiting in line and I went, no, nah, I need to get to the front of the line. And um, I get to the front, the girl's like, no, no, don't go in there. The toilet's clogged. And I was, I just, I didn't care. It was coming out. Like it was that or it was going to drop on the floor. And I just went in and I took the shit and it was the biggest shit I have ever taken in my life. The toilet is like half clogged and I'm trying to flush it down, but the water is rising and it's not going down. And I had a vodka lime and soda in my hand and I sculled it and proceeded to fish the shit out of the toilet and place it in the sanitary bin. But I didn't get it in one go. It took me three goes to get it out. Oh. And then, <laughs> thankfully, the toilet flushed after the poo was out. But I washed the glass out and then told all my friends that I did it. My ex-boyfriend hurt. Did he what? Did she what? He didn't get cut off. There's nothing more. Yeah, that was it. Oh, what? You told your ex... Anyway. And then the boy ex-boyfriend heard, I think, was like the last bit she got out before it cut off. I see. Well, so she... I, I mean, I, we've got to consider that doctors should be prescribing MDMA for people who are constipated. It makes you feel amazing and do big shits. 
like really big shits. We should consider that as a as a as a fair form of constipation therapy, right? Like a euphoric laxative. It's so good. It is such a. I th- the, I think my favorite bit of it is the idea of her seeing the water come up and the shit coming like, up, which no, is no, no, which is well, but 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 it's like your your heart beat, your heart's beating in your head. You know that feeling, and you're like, oh my god. But she has. She's so she got such foresight that she drinks the drink. She's like, well, I could freak out and like scream, but I got to drink the drink to use the cup. She's got. A She's tool. a genius. She drinks the, the vodka lime soda and then starts scooping her own poo out and putting it into the sanitizer bin. In, I mean, really, like an industrious, very very industrious woman. I'm very. It's, it's amazing. It's a great story. She even rinsed out the glass afterwards. <laughs> Add the composure. I love the I love the many scoops of poo that she had to get out with that cup, and also it it it, it unclogged it. it. The water started to go down. Yeah, she is very industrious. Shit. Ugh. <laughs> but the boy, the ex ended up finding out. See, in so in sobriety, I might run. With MDMA, it's like mm, no, I can let me take care of this. I'm gonna take care of it. Uh, you know that. <laughs> uh, it's like it's fine. I'll just take care of it. And like you don't think things are disgusting for some reason. On MDMA, you just got love for everything, including your poo. It's like oh, someone needs to take care of the poo. <laughs> Gross, isn't it? It's it's disgusting for anybody outside of it. But when you're on it, it's so beautiful. Well, how horrible did that bathroom smell like for the rest oh, of the Oh my people god. In life? Yeah, in the sanitizer bin. That's disgusting. That is so bad. Next. I lived in an apartment and my wife had to use a restroom. Unfortunately, I assumed that this would be a short thing. So I made a decision. Never I went seen. in. Dropped a deuce in a litter box, mm-hmm. looked at the cats so that they understood that I had maintained my dominance, <laughs> took out the litter, and my wife came out of the bathroom and she said, what you doing? I said, well, I was just emptying the litter box. She smiled and said, oh, thanks. <laughs> Genius. I love that he's asserting his dominance over his cats. Just kicked a little sand out as he like stared him in the eye. <laughs> You know what would have been weird? What's weird about that? Like doing a human shit in cat litter and then clearing it wouldn't smell worse than the cat litter itself. That's how horrific cat shit is. It's despicable. And the way that when they pee, the cat litter clumps together and you scoop it out. It's like, that's worse than having a baby. That's worse than doing the nappy thing. Like just if I've done both, I'd prefer to do the baby's nappy than the cat litter shit. It's, It's awful. And by the way, if you're a pregnant if you're if you're a woman out there, but if but particularly like you can't be pregnant around cats, I don't think cat shit. I don't think you can clear it when you're pregnant. No, no. There's something about that, but also it can make you hyper, like hormonal. I believe so. Like your PMS is extra if you can, if you get like kind of infected with some kind of worm bacteria from the cat poo. So the term cat lady is a real thing. Mm. It's cat. It's women who've been deeply affected by the cat shit somehow. Like the, something about the poos got into them, and they get hyper 
hormonal. I, I may be wrong about this. I know the cat, the pregnancy thing is real. That's yeah. real. But then the, the other stuff, I think that that's true too. Like you get hyper PMS. Like you are a cat shit lady. Um, cat, yeah. Yeah, just make the male representative of your household, if there is one, mm-hmm. force them to clean that thing. And now you have science to back. Yeah. True. True, yeah. If you need an excuse not to do it, just get the men to do it because I don't want you to be hyper PMS. Next. No. So when I got my period, I was like 17 and it was a big deal. And so I went to the bathroom and my sister gave me a pad and whatever, whatever. And I come out of the bathroom and I'm already pretty, you know, shook the fact that I'm a woman now, which is complete bullshit. I was definitely not, but... Um, I walk out of the bathroom and I barely get out of my bathroom door and I'm standing there and my mom comes up and just full on, I think she was like waiting for me, just slaps me across the face, like open hand slaps. <laughs> and I'm like, at this point, I'm like on the verge of tears. I'm like, why did you, why did you do that? And she's like, it's to keep away the bad omens. You're welcome. And just like walks away. And I'm like, what in the actual fuck? My mom is like super... Eastern European Jew, and I'm pretty sure I've talked to other people and it's happened to them as well. But it was very traumatizing, and I questioned whether or not I would even do that to my future children. Yeah, I probably won't. You won't. It was it was pretty fucked up. You won't. I think it's like, it's like what, you're going through this horribly traumatizing thing of having blood coming out of you from a place that you've probably never had blood come out of before, and somebody needs to smack you in the face. Like, who came up with this tradition? It's like when they start bleeding... Right? Which bleeding is a normal sign of a bit of pain. You got to smack them in the face just to add insult, literally insult to injury. I don't understand it. A man came up with it, but a woman came up with chopping off the foreskin to keep the bad omens away from the men. Oh, so wait. A man came up with the smacking of the women for the bad omens, but a woman came up with circumcision? Based on what? Where did, how the fuck do you know that? I just made it up right now. <laughs> I don't think that that's true. I mean, I don't know who came up with circumcision first. I think it was maybe the Jews in the Bible. But I, I, but maybe maybe it was one of the wives who was just like, that doesn't look good, that bit at the end there. And, you know, in fairness, it was pretty bad back then because they were, they were dirty and they were in the sand and... You know, during World War One, we're getting into circumcision now. Why not? In during World War One, they found that the soldiers who were circumcised were better off hygienically than the soldiers who weren't. Also, in South Africa, we're going to go into circumcision now. If you want to go there, we're going there. In South Africa, they have offered adult circumcision to the men because their chances of STDs are much lower because there's less skin for bacteria to grow on and get into. And the way in which they, because these are fully grown men who don't want to have go without sex for a few months right because mm. it's like it's gonna hurt but um so the way of in which they're trying to get them is saying they'll be able to last longer in bed because they'll be less sensitive right right it's kind of interesting a nice adult circumcision <laughs> yeah like wow i i wouldn't want i wouldn't i yeah i really wouldn't want i'm circumcised so it doesn't are you circumcised yeah okay cool what about um let's talk about the women thing about like you know beating women like when they've got their period their, is it just when they get their first one you smack them i hope so or is it every time they get because that's actual abuse no matter wh- how which way it goes but also you know in the jewish religion i think that they don't have sex for a week 
of their marriage, which I think is a great idea. I mean, they might be doing it for reasons which are, you know, patriarchal, but I think it's a great idea to keep desire high. If you can't have sex with somebody for a week, like religiously, you pro- you're going to want, you're going to be waiting for the week to end. Right. And, and I think what, like immediately after they have their period, then their hormone, like, remember there was like the whole strength thing and stuff like that. So, oh yeah. That's um ovulation or well, both kind of in, is it ovulation? It comes up a little after I think ovulation. A little after. I love us like trying to figure it out. <laughs> well, I just showed you that article where it was like, uh, it was saying what, like 25 years ago that that Australian urologist like just mapped out like the, the clitoris. clitoris and everything. So yeah. We're, we're men, we're idiots, and we're figuring it out, right? Right, but also, yeah, I mean, a lot of science, but like medical science, all of the tests basically are done on men. And so there's this huge thing about like most of the testing, most of the papers that you read are based on men and never on women. And so there's a whole thing about that. Science is sexist. Next. I caused my mom to divorce my stepdad. I was Great about start. 11 years old. And the internet had just come out, so I had no idea what uh, browser history was or cookies or Mm -hmm. any of that stuff. And so my older brother was hanging out with his friends, and they were talking boy stuff, you know, just random stuff. And I had no idea what they were talking about. Mm -hmm. So I went to the home computer, and I searched every term that they were talking about. And some of it was pretty, pretty good, you know, pretty graphic. Yeah. So it was a lot of porn. And so I closed it out. I forgot all about it. Next thing I know, though, my mom comes home. She goes to the computer and she is spitting mad. She's like talking to herself, going like that son of a bitch. And I'm thinking, what? What happened? And so my stepdad comes home and they have the biggest blow up fight I'd, I'd ever seen. And she's mentioning all the stuff that I had looked up on the Internet. Oh. Um I still have not admitted to her that it was me <laughs> and they were divorced a month later, but they needed to get divorced. I, I, I did them a favor, but yeah, my curiosity caused a divorce. Wow. Congrat. I mean, in many ways they were going to break up anyway and you just facilitated that. In a, in a way that, you know, isn't great for the dad. Because God, except dad, because God knows what the hell you were looking up. Like, double anal, you know. Uh, like, you know, double anal would make a wife go, what? What are you looking up? Double anal? We're over. But, I mean, what else, what else would he be looking like? What else could he be like? Ferret, ferret, Richard Gere ferret video. Just a bunch of self-suck videos. Self-sucking. Oh, God. Yes. Like a ton. Like- <laughs> <laughs> There's not much more demeaning shit than that, is Ed? Like- is that what you're into, Peter? <laughs> you want me to suck myself, Peter? Is that what you want? But it's really Peter learning how to suck himself off. <laughs> like, she's like, you, because I don't do it well enough. You want to learn to do it? But you need the flexibility. Is that right? <laughs> we are over, Peter. He's just so confused. Like, what? Oh, my God. And he would be fighting back so hard. Oh, yeah. He'd be like, what? I am not looking that up. Why didn't he fight? Like, he should have pushed back. But they clearly needed to break up anyway. Yeah, this accelerant was what everyone in that family needed. Oh, absolutely. 
I, 10 years old, though, looking up all that stuff from the brother. Oh, my God, yeah. Just I, like, <laughs> it's a bad mix is like a younger girl with an older brother listening into their conversations. It's like it's the education that you don't need. Just like 480p HTML. <laughs> like really weird crap. What's 480p HTML? Just like when it's like the lowest. Qu- like back then. I think she said it was like in the 90s. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, early internet. Like, like I remember seeing things on the early internet that like. Like people getting beheaded and things like that. Oh my god! On uh, E bombs world, they had the weirdest shit. I, uh, my cousins, uh, I visited them probably around the same age, and I remember there was just like this disgusting one where this lady is like pointing her ass up into the air and oh, yeah. like shooting diarrhea onto her own face in a bathtub. I, I remember seeing shit eating too. What the back f- then? I remember seeing inverted like assholes, <laughs> like stuff like that. Like you would never look it up nowadays. Oh, uh, it's buried at this point. Yeah, you don't. You know, it's like stuff that you didn't want to see, but you could see now because the internet was there. It's like, oh wow, here's a whole new world. You can look up anything in the world, and you look up shit eating. You're like, okay, so you look up anything? Oh wow, what anything? Like shit eating? And for some reason, we were looking at inverted assholes. Oh, let's definitely look that up. But now, I mean, we have matured in a way. Yeah. Like I don't think anyone's. Actually, I can't say that, really. I'm sure there are people out there still looking up inverted assholes. Oh, no doubt. And shit-eating. Next. It felt so wrong. Do yourself a big, big favor and start taking magnesium breakthrough before you go to bed. Nothing does more for stress than a great night's sleep, and magnesium is critical for getting deep and restorative sleep. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. When you're low in magnesium, your stress goes up. And when you stress, it depletes your magnesium. So it's this cycle which drives home the importance of taking a great magnesium supplement. The reason I love Magnesium Breakthrough is is it's so effective because it's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium, all in each pill. Yes, you heard me right. Most magnesium supplements fail because they are synthetic and only contain one or two forms of magnesium. It's just not enough. When you get all seven critical forms of magnesium, that's when the magic happens. Pretty much every function in your body gets upgraded from your sleep to your brain, from stress to pain and inflammation. And magnesium is also vital for vitamin D absorption. I take two right before bed and have done so for the last year. So for an exclusive offer for my listeners, go to magbreakthrough.com forward slash zaddy. That's magbreakthrough, M-A-G. B-R-E-A-K-T-H-R-O-U-G-H dot com forward slash Zaddy. In addition to the 10% discount you're going to get by using that promo code Zaddy, you will unlock a special gift with the purchase for a limited time only. So go to magbreakthrough.com forward slash Zaddy now to get your gift. Hi Luke, so I have a little bit of a story for you. Um, so I'm so sure I'm Irish, so in Ireland, sex and the whole topic of it is about taboo, but then some people are very outgoing, some people are just weird, some people are just mix of everything. Um, but my parents' version of having the talk with me, mind you, I'm the only child. Um, at 13 years old, my parents bought me a box set of um, American Pie movies and if you have seen them they're not something that you should really show your 13 year old daughter um, you know if they were worried about me having sex oh those movies definitely put me off it for a couple of years to come you know I couldn't look at pies the same way again after watching what Jim did with the pie or when I had my first boyfriend I think maybe at 
17 and my mom's like oh go show him the upstairs go show him your bedroom and I'm like mom what what's going on like no and then she pops into my room um like females and with the fruit platter I'm like what even and then pulls me out and she's like oh um do you need a condom you, you look like you're getting pretty heavy there and I literally like I never kicked a guy out of my room as fast as I did in that moment so look if they don't want me to have sex you know at 17 and 13 they've certainly did a job <laughs> but yeah American Pie can't watch it again <laughs> I can't it's amazing that there are people in the world who speak that way and that they can completely understand each other you know, I think it just takes me time like if I was to hang around you a bit more then I'd understand totally what you're talking about. But like the first few moments I had to like, my head had to catch up with what you were talking about. However, an, am an amazing story. What I want to understand is, so the mum, you're, you're upstairs with the new boy, first boyfriend ever, and your mum brings over the fruit platter. <laughs> but why? <laughs> what does she want you to do with the fruit platter? Like, you seem to be aware of, like, she brought in the fruit platter. She even called it the fruit platter. Like, I think that was the way for her to bridge the gap to then, like, hey, here's some protection, right? The fruit platter was just a cover-up. Oh, and then she was slipping her condoms. Oh, yeah. She was trying to play coy. Which is weird, though. Like, you're trying to get your kid... They want them to have sex. Yeah. I mean, I can kind of understand that from a parent's point of view. It's like the minute you start doing it, then you can start exploring it. It's the first step is the often the hardest, I suppose. Mm -hmm. I appreciate the mother's wisdom and the father giving them the, the American Pie box set <laughs> <laughs> to learn about sex. You're going to learn some things about sex. I remember watching American Pie and not getting what was really going on. Right, right. Like remember, I remember bit. when she said the thing about the flute in a vagina. I understood what that meant. Mm -hmm. But there were other things that went way over my head. I mean, I don't... It was a strange time for film because it seemed like every movie was just like uh, this journey to mm. go and finally lose your virginity. Right. And that was the whole premise of this comedy. And then like folly ensues. I just... I just loved that her father, or her mom basically played Eugene Levy and was like picking around and kind of very, like you gave him a box set of a... <laughs> I know. But I kind of think like it's actually not that unhealthy. I'm almost like it's good that you understand some humor mm -mm. around it, mm -hmm. some jokes. I mean, fa fa frankly, it's hard to get past the way that this person talks it's just like one word throws into the other and you just don't know where it's all going and so it's like because i don't know where one word ends and one word begins with the accent and i think that's probably what harris accents are they, they technically are just okay keep on going like they're on a little train take a breath take right a breath. Well, you, you can take a breath in between words if you want but you're probably not going to you're probably just going to keep on going all the way down the street uh, but then then you kind of like got to thinking how Irish people dirty talk when they're having sex. Oh, that's it, Patrick. You're really getting in there all the way in there. That's it, laddie. Oh, you're really hitting the... Oh, you're really hitting spots today, Patrick. Oh, you're getting the spots. Getting the spots. I was kind of getting a little bit rain manny. Oh, you're getting all the way in there, Patrick. Oh, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Wonderful, Patrick. Wonderful. You're getting all the way in there. 
don't know if you've ever seen Shine with Jeffrey Rush. It's like he won an Academy Award for it. He plays like an autistic pianist. Oh. But, uh, but the whole, his, his whole character is, oh, it's oh, oh, nurse, it's wonderful, wonderful. Yes, yes, nurse, oh, it's wonderful. We're all together, all together, aren't we? Yeah, it's wonderful. And he's brilliant, but he's like, he's like that. That's how I kind of took on that Irish accent just then. It's like, yeah, it's all, it's all, it's all happening. And then, then the weather mother brought in me these little bit of and, and I know, what did you just say? Felt auctioneery to me. Like a... Shineery? Auctioneery. Auctioneer, yes. Like an orgasm going maybe, for 5,000 to maybe, Lady in Red. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But they didn't stop. Like, incredible work though. Very thankful for calling in. Call in again sometime because I want to get your accent. I want to understand it more. I was about 10 years old living in Key West, Florida at the time. And my mom and I had a Chinese restaurant that we would go to like once a month on mommy-daughter dates. And she sat me down after we got the poo-poo platter and crab rangoons and beef fried rice. And <laughs> it's not supposed to be as funny, she's it is. like going down on an egg roll in a Chinese <laughs> restaurant, she pulls out this body book for girls. I think it was an American girls club book and it was called the care and keeping of you. And it's this illustrated book for young girls with these like cartoon characters of like showing how to put in a tampon, why your boobs get bigger and why you get pimples on your ass, hmm. things like that. And she's flipping through the pages, like just going to town on these egg rolls and telling me about sex and my period and what to expect. And the woman who is serving us our food is coming by to fill the water glasses and looking at me and seeing how desperate I, desperate I am and how uncomfortable I am that my mom is talking about labia and tampons and sex and sperm and semen all while I'm trying to eat beef fried rice, egg rolls and crab rangoon. And I remember it so clearly to this day. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of beautiful. But I want to understand why you're explaining that your mom was going down on the spring rolls. Oh, she was just mouthing them like, oh. Yeah, but she was enjoying eating them. Or, But it's just that like at the same time as talking to you about sex and trying to ex- educate you, your mo- you explain that your mother is going down on the spring rolls. I just wonder if there was an education there too. Because otherwise you'd just say that she was eating the spring rolls or she's like going down on the spring rolls. Like was she also like, and then honey... It will come to a time when you will face a penis and he will expect you to suck it. And now just have a look at this uh, porky spring roll over here. And this is what you're going to do. Open your mouth nice and wide and just take it in nice and slow. No need to rush. And that's how I'm kind of picturing it going with the way that she's explaining it. (laughs) That's a lovely visual. Down down in Key West. (laughs) Key West. I love the the crab rangoon. Server keeps pouring water, just watching the mom go down on the egg. Well, mind the balls, honey. Don't forget to mind the balls. <laughs> that is, it's even funnier thinking of it in a, in a restaurant. Like, like there's a mom with her daughter and she, the mom is gobbing a, a spring roll in, in, in public. I think it's, if she wasn't doing that, which would be, you know, obviously very strange. It's a beautiful story of education and there's no right, wrong way to do it. It just seems like you've got to add, 
like it's not comfortable for anyone. We need to sit other than the mum. She loves it. You need to sit down somewhere and just have the chat. But I think it's great. Like the idea of where the pimple and the bums come from and the big boobs come from. And it's good. Well, it's also the fact that she's using illustrations from like an American girl, like doll book. My sister would get these American dolls. Oh, American girl dolls with all these names. Uh huh. And I had no idea that they, they had a book that was basically kind of illustrating it. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Well, I guess good if for you, them. Yeah. If you need to learn it somehow, you need, you got to learn it somehow. I mean, you got to get there. And I love that she was using that and going down on spring rolls as an education. Next. Can we do one more? It wasn't so much a sex talk, but in general, my mom would make strange um, sexual comments and give me weird advice. Things like, um, do you masturbate? Because I could sh- I could explain to you how to do it. She didn't show me. She didn't show me. But mm-hmm. I mean, she would have probably. Be, probably, but okay. Um, but there's one. Um, there's one advice. Well, one comment that pretty stands out to me in particular. Um, and that was when I was 16. I was head over heels in love, and I was certain I was going to marry this guy. You know, like any 16 year old thinks. Um, <laughs> and I confided in my mother and she actually discouraged me from settling so early and she told me I should have sex with as many men as possible to really live and learn what I like before I settle well um, it's even stranger because well because my mother mentioned more than once that women don't need to enjoy sex <laughs> and it's also the opposite of what I imagine a parent usually says to their children yeah yeah wow what a fascinating person your mom sounds like she sounds at one point wise and then at several points silly. Like the idea that you should have sex with as many men as you want, as you can. That's terrible advice. Yeah, I think have good, good sex. Quality amounts Qu- of sex. Quality with quality men if you can do it. Yeah. If you can handle it. And that's not easy to find. And then that you're not supposed to enjoy it. Well, that's a lot of trash. And yeah. I don't know why I don't know why she thinks that. I'm interested in why she would even think that. I, f- I feel bad that she thinks that. Because but why would she think that, though? Like, what would be the heritage of that thought? It's like, sex is for children. Sex is for children. And you're meant to just, that's what your role is in society or something. Or she's had a lot of bad sex with a limited amount of men. So she's like, get out there, meet as many as you can, have as much sex right. as you can. And she's never had good sex. And but just, just know, like... like most of it's going to be bad, honey, which might be true. Yeah, it's like it's something you put up with in order to have a nice relationship with a man. Mm-hmm. It's like a, I'm, I, our sex is just me spreading my legs so you can enjoy yourself so that we can have a relationship and be nice to each other. It's a weird dichotomy of like this not very classic way of going about it and then this very classic ideology of like have it with as many people, you won't enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Have it with lots of people, but you, you're not. Gonna, it's not for you to enjoy. What the fuck? It's like a torturous thing. And also, I like why I like that she wanted to. I one thing I like about it is she wanted to teach you how to masturbate. Like I think that that's whilst it's weird and uncomfortable. This is all weird and uncomfortable. I kind of think it's good. I think she was gonna show. I mean, her. I think it's nice. I think it's nice of mom to go. Look, do you want me to just tell you how to do it? Oh, for sure. Save you some gonna- time. She was going to show her, and she had to stop her mom. That's what I I was like, okay, I could see this going right now. Right, so I usually just put my leg up on a stool and grab some lubricant, and uh, then I just uh, fiddle around down there. Like, just, like, just get, put your fucking leg down, mom. We're not, to- we're not doing this. We're not doing it. And it was taking place at a restaurant in Key West. <laughs> 
Uh, ladies and gentlemen, oh, really? I just do one more. One more. Okay, one more, one more, one more, one more, one more, one more. So I grew up in a very strict Christian household, and Hot. my education was lacking. Mm. Uh, I I started my my period when I was nine. Wow! And I had no idea what was going on. And I ran to my mom like, Mom, Mom, I'm bleeding. I'm dying. And she was like, well, now you're a woman. And let's go to the zoo. And I'll talk to you about what's happening with your body. And she basically told me, don't hug a man naked. <laughs> I had to figure out the rest myself. <laughs> you're a woman now. Let's go to the zoo. Well, you got your period now. You know what that means. We're going to the zoo. <laughs> Those two things definitely lead to each other. Period. Zoo. Let's go. Come on. And what are they doing at the zoo exactly? Like they're like I, the birds and the bees. Now you see those bears? Now the man mounts the woman. Or like here's the giraffe. Now the giraffe likes to get on top of his. They all actually mount in nature. It's all doggy style. Yeah. When you think about it. Snakes kind of wrap around each other and do this weird, like, twisty thing. And it could, and, and sex with snakes looks like one snake's just trying to get past the other one. It's like, I just need to get uh, past you on this tree branch here. And then they end up, like, all entangled and, like, well, we may as well just get a nut up. <laughs> you know? I've never seen snakes have sex. Oh, it's just like they're intertwined. <laughs> they're intertwined. Like they have no spatial awareness. Oh, so it's like how they have on like the medical cross. Is it just like two snakes fucking? Wow. I've never thought about that. The medical. Why do the medical cross have snakes on it? It's a ring of snake fuckers, basically. Yeah, it's like snakes, snakes fucking. Why would that be the case? Something about that symbolically that I'm trying to figure out. It's probably to do with. Uh, well, women have always been very self women in particular and all people but women in particular self-conscious about snakes and reptiles mm. as far as like child rearing mm. like you would have to be very aware of like a snake for instance if you're a mum. but i imagine men would actually have to be really aware of snakes too i'm just trying to think about why those snakes are there on a medical thing i'm gonna get to the bottom we'll get to the bottom yeah. it's probably illuminati let's face it God damn. um anything else about that fantastic story that she wanted to go to the zoo what else did she say you're on never hug a man naked <laughs> like it sounds like she was gonna get down to the nitty-gritty of what sex was at the zoo but all they ever got to was like you know you're you're gonna be in love and you're gonna want to hug him naked but you ain't gonna do it like, but got, got to no explanation of what sex actually was or what it meant. She was nine, so understandable. Yeah, that's pretty early. I, I don't I mean, I don't know about as far as like getting your period, but sex talk may be a bit early. Nine. Yeah. I remember thinking I got it at 12. I had sex ed, well, at school at least. Mm. I, this is going to sound really weird, but mm. uh, never really got a sex talk other than like, hey, use protection da 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 that was kind of the like base of it right but then i had um i had an uncle who like i guess i found out like years later was in an open relationship with his wife and whatnot okay and um and he was more so the one who kind of gave me like this like 
sex ed, like, oh, this is the clitoris, this is the da-da-da, this is the that. Like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Be aware of these things. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And porn, too? He had the stack of the Playboys that, of course, we stumbled on. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty amazing. You know, we're like in the backyard in the tent in the summer. Me and my cousins like looking at these magazines and yeah, occasionally reading some articles. You know, there's a, there's a, oh, there's I, some stuff I used to there. like love those. I remember reading like I remember how formative it was. Oh, they're good. Reading those articles in those Playboys, um, and it is terrible because it really shouldn't be the way that you're educated. If you, I mean. Playboy magazines are good, but I feel like internet porn and how f- crazy it is, it isn't a great education. Yeah. Like the old 90s pornos are kind of good. Just hor- a horrible like guitar and bass riff. Yeah, yeah. Like, but just like- hair and makeup. But classic sex. It's kind of classic sex. Yeah, bring out the bushes. Bring the bush back. How did I learn about it? I'm, I tell you what, I'm, I'm having a, uh, a wet dream about my... It wasn't a wet dream as such because I didn't... I couldn't, you know, I didn't have anything. I was in year five, so okay. I, there was nothing to come out of me. But I had a wet dream about my English teacher at the time, Miss Harricks. Shout out oh, to Miss Harricks. She wore really rich perfume oh, okay. that, that got, you know, you kind of enter, exited her classroom smelling like Eternity by Calvin Klein, I think oh. it was. And I just had these dreams about her. It was a series of dreams, but I remember the one that I remember was like she was in a wooden boat and she was naked with her legs spread and I looked at her vagina and the way that it looked was because I'd never seen one before. So this is fascinating because I had no idea what it would look like, but there's something down there and I knew that. It was like, you know when people chew bubble gum and then blow a bubble? Ah. It was that. It was like a little weird bubble thing. Oh, okay. Okay. That's what I thought it was. It's kind of like a big clit. (laughs) Kind of, yeah. It's like, it's kind of like, because a clit actually looks like chewed gum. Bit, without yeah, the without the bubble, a bit. I think that's nailed it. Don't you think though? It's pretty. Don't good. you think it looks good. like like it's either like two bits of gum stuck? Generally speaking, thinking they all come in all shapes and sizes, right. and they're all beautiful, gorgeous. <laughs> so true, Shane. But they look like two bits of chewed gum stuck together. And not to be crass, but it's the truth. Yeah, yeah. It, it, listen, they're all different. They're all beautiful. They're all different, all beautiful. They all don't necessarily look like chewed gum, but pretty much all of them do. I think we can say that. We should end it there. I think we've 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 stayed and said what we wanted to say. Um, thank you so much for the sharing today. We want more, more poo stories, more sex stories, more terrible people stories. I want to hear them. So thelukecook.com forward slash hotline. I want your stories. XOXO, Zaddy.